Hello everyone and welcome to another talk here. So um, it's probably going to be a little bit of a noisy one today so I might hear some background uh, clinging and things. We've got uh, neighbors here doing something in their truck, put, putting something in their truck or taking it out, I'm not sure what, but uh, we'll kind of work with that. All right, so um, today I'm going to talk about um, harmonic pairs, and um, I'm going to take some examples from um, Joe Pass, I think, uh, um, transcription that I was checking out a little earlier. Um, but to start out with, let's go over kind of the concept and, and how you might practice some of these things. So, um, so what is a harmonic pair and why is it even called a harmonic pair versus a chord or something like that? Well, in music theory, uh, we, we set a minimum for the num number of notes um, in order to, to call something a chord. So that number is three, right? So we have three notes, right? So at very minimum, you play like a G major triad, okay, uh, you have a chord, right? And then you can play inversions of that, okay? So we have three distinct notes. We have G, B, and D. And then those inversions of things are just different, um, right? They're just arranged in different ways, right? So uh, first inversion, you have B, D, G. I'm on the first three strings here. And then you have D, G, B. So notice the same three notes. And then G, B, D, okay? Now a lot of um, jazz progressions contain chords that have four notes. So remember that three is just the minimum to be called a chord. So if we have a, a G major 7, then we have um, four, four notes. So we've added in F sharp to our, to our chord. So we have G, B, D, F sharp. So if I stack those in order, right, then we have that G major triad plus the sharp. So that gives us a little distinction between um, chords and harmonic pairs. So harmonic pairs, we still ha have some harmony, but we don't really have a chord. So let's take an example of, of that. So if we took a B and D from, from that chord, out of that chord, kind of a partial of that chord, okay, and then we have a pair. And what's kind of interesting about this is that you could take um, you could take a melodic line and attach a, a pair to it. So let's say we had a, okay. So that's a little bit of melody from from the um, from the tune we're we're discussing this month, "Fly Me to the Moon." So we have okay. Okay, so just to kind of review that. So I'm on string one, fret eight, 
seven, five, three, and then one. So what's often done with harmonic pairs is you stack thirds. Okay, so what you could do is say, okay, well I'm gonna put a put an A under that, so then you get Okay. And what happens there is that um, when those two notes interact, um, you you just it fills things out. It sound, sounds different, um, and then it's kind of sharing some of that um, um, response in the in the speaker and everything. Okay, so it can kind of fill it out. And another thing, you know, if you do if you do this with rhythm section or uh, soloing, it's, it's sort of an easy easy way to make it sound like you're doing more than you really really are in a sense. All right, so we stack thirds, so how, how do I come up with that other note down below? So if I go down in the key of C, we're in the key of C, if I go down two notes and do a skip, okay, same thing for the next note, B, same thing with A, G and then F. Okay, and then as far as the fingers go, I would recommend trying to use fingers one and um, three. Okay, and then when you have so that's a minor third, and then when you have a um, major third, you use these first and second. Okay. You could also do, um, and, uh, you know, some, some of these things after you play for a while, you might have, you know, end up with certain preferences. So this also works well with just one and two, and you end up using the same two fingers for each shape. You just have to make sure to spread out on those um, uh, minor thirds. Now, um, on a kind of technical level, the um, harmonic pairs and thirds work really particularly well on uh, strings two and, and three. So if we were to take that same melodic little excerpt there. So what I'm doing is taking that same thing and moving it to second string. So I'm on 13th fret, 12, 10, 9, 8, 10, and six. Now when we attach, we can use this kind of kind of motion. So we can have, um, let's say, fingers two and three. Okay, and then when we do a major third, we can use a bar shape with the first finger. So we play that. Okay, and then so you could kind of set that up. In, in that way, so that works um, pretty well. Now you can have all sorts of intervals, but that's just a very common interval to do. So you, you might take, and you can use this in your solos. You might take take a melodic line that you're thinking of, and then just attach something a third below. Um, but we could have fourths. Um, we could also use octaves, which technically is the same note, but um, something that I've done in some of the um, 
talked about in the George Benson um, tune. Which one was that? Uh, what's that called? Breezin, I think. Breezin. So, um, so, and he does this on other tunes as well. But the, here's the basic concept. So you you might play the octave, but you might put like a fifth or a fourth when you kind of listen to whatever you think might be kind of um, kind of appropriate. Or you could use. Um, um, the triad too, but that's going to be a little crunchier. But that's sort of the idea on some of these is, is to get it sounding a little bit, a little bit crunchy, a little bit a more edge to it. Because when you introduce another note, you just get a little bit of friction, kind of in a way, if you will, with the other other tones. Okay. So there's an example with a fourth. So you could try doing fifths, and what I would recommend doing is just kind of experimenting and using your ear to decide uh, what you're going to do. So when it comes to uh, thirds, you generally have a um, minor third or major third when you're going through um, a key area. And then with fourths, um, you can have all perfect fourths. Except for except for one. So, if you're doing pairs, and these can be done without the octaves, of course. Um, so if we had, we strictly went in the key and we did fourths with that melodic line there, then we could we could play. So notice we had all fourths except this one we have uh, an augmented fourth okay okay same thing if you're doing fifths it's just going to come up in a different uh different spot so if we had this note here okay and you just kind of move down okay so then you have, have to kind of think well how does that fit into the context of what what the harmony harmony is right um, because if you're playing if you're playing that and you're kind of thinking okay this melody note so F is going to tend to want to harmonize with that C there right so that's something to kind of consider and your ear can kind of guide you on that um as well um, and so doing some experimentation and maybe working with the fourths or or the thirds or you can mix mix them up of course um, but those are those are very common uh, especially the thirds um, but you can do this with any um, really any interval okay and then you want to you know be a little bit cautious at some moments um, because we're going to have some some other tones in there at, at certain times. So we have, um, let's say, so we have this one. So how are you going to harmonize that? So we have the 
point we have the E major, right, which is the five of the uh, six chord. And then we have this other tone here. So, so you might say, okay. Right, so you can also create a kind of a counter melody there um, too, or some counterpoint um, by moving in different directions. And so there's a, really a lot to explore, but I think at, at the very foundation, um, try to um, work exclusively with some intervals and then and see if you can kind of uh, take it, kind of take it from there. Um, so I'm gonna try to, find a couple examples. Um, this is a tune I played um, last week a little bit. I improvised on this tune. I really like this one. Um, it's called uh, 500 Miles High. And this is a little excerpt um, that we'll look at from there um, to see what um, Joe Pass um, did on this um, particular tune with harmonic pairs. Alright, so we'll just kind of see if I can get this really big here. Um, I'm going to have some tab. I include some tab and just isolate this one little spot here. And uh, okay, so I think I'll bring in my uh, close-up of the guitar here as well. Get it all fitting in. All right, so let's check this out. Okay, so our chord here is a G minor six, so let's, let's start with that, that'll give us some context there. So G minor six, so finger one on string four, fret two, finger two on string six, fret three, finger three on string three, fret three, finger four on string two, fret three. Okay. All right, you can see our fingers are already kind of in the shape. If you see that three, three, or that B flat and D. Um, now let's back up here a little bit. So he plays five, five, which you could do with the first finger again. Okay, we have this note down here, so he plays. Okay, now that's pretty cool because it gives us sort of a modern sound on that, um, on that uh, um, chord there, because we have an F sharp. So we have this uh, G minor six. So anytime you play a six chord, I've talked a lot about this with um, my private students. Uh, when you have a six chord, it's sort of a question mark about what seven might be, right? So in, in this case, we can hear that he's using in the key signature, there's an F sharp. So he's using the major seven kind of sound on that. So. Or you're taking harmonic pairs, you might you will you want to consider the melodic minor in this case. 
So then we get, so that's a, that's a um, basically a minor scale with a major seven. Okay. So a lot like Dorian with a major seven. As, and oftentimes in jazz, we, we talk about the minor scale as being the, um, having all the same corresponding notes as the, as the Dorian, but we're not thinking in context of Dorian, but we call it minor scale. Okay, so there we have um, a segment there. So you can see it's not using harmonic pairs exclusively. He plays this note down here on string five, fret three. So that's that's a pretty cool um, sound, and we think about um, Chick Corea um, and some of the you might call it fusion period, um, but even even uh, maybe prior to that, sort of the hard bop. Um, think of musicians like Horace Silver and just sort of that more common usage of the. Um, a melodic minor and the minor major seven uh, kind of sound. It, it it's really I think a nice fit on this, a nice uh, choice um, in that moment. All right, so um, let's see if I can get back to where we were here, and uh, so this is being uh, live streamed to members on the YouTube channel, that's um, uh, YouTube dot, or no, that's, yeah, YouTube.com forward slash fretprints. I think they added some handles or something, so it might be at fretprints. Um, I think the old one should still work though. Um, all right, so, um, so there's a little look at um, harmonic pairs and, and how that, just kind of fills things out a little bit so that you can um, uh, really make it sound, you know, on guitar we have this sort of opportunity, right, to um, to have multiple voices, right, because we can play more than one note um, at a time, which we could kind of take for granted um, because it's just always available in pianists too, but um, you know, saxophone players, you know, trumpet players, um, it's all kind of one, one note at a time. And so, but they could, they could harmonize of course with, uh, one another, but we can emulate, you know, more the idea of having more than one, uh, person at a time. All right. Okay. So how are we going to practice all this? Well, what I'd recommend is taking taking a scale. Let's say you're working on "Fly Me to the Moon," um, and see if you can run through your scale, maybe a little more uh, horizontally, and then you can pick a note above that in in the in the scale. So this might be really hard at first. It might not be, um, but. You can go through like that. Now you could also pick a note lower than than it, which might be even more practical. 
Um, because if you're trying to play a melody, um, oftentimes you, you'll go for the higher note, um, and that will be your uh, a lot of shape, and then you're harmonizing someone something uh, below it. Okay, so pick a note and then just kind of move up. Now another thing you can do, so this is really effective on the um, strings two and three as well. So, so another thing you can do here is you use the you can continue to use the first finger um, with the bar and then move. So that's another approach that works really well. The other one that I talked about was more like more like this. Now you can also use the pinky. Now you can, um, if you're tending to travel, I would then uh, travel around a lot and not have a certain back and forth, and I would recommend um, playing um, uh, with a certain consistent set of, of fingers, like one and three, like that. And just kind of working with maybe two shapes um, and moving like that. Um, now, other some other spots where this you might find this really helpful too is um, other tunes like okay. So I've got to name that tune. That's uh, all blues, I believe. So um, so you could have a pair here, sort of a transitional sort of sound, and then you kind of back to the chord in a sense. Okay, so we can have that um, back and forth. And what's kind of neat about that, um, and then some of the, the taking the, the blues and also thinking about a modal approach is that um, you play almost the same, same thing there uh, when, when you get the chord change to here. You play almost the same, but you have the B flat. So there you have uh, some pairs that can that can um, kind of help you help you out there. Okay, so you pick some pairs out there um, as well for further further on the tune. But um, we're not getting into that tune too much. But there's there are definitely some um, some moments um, in various tunes where you can. Uh, really work at bringing in those uh, harmonic pairs. So I'd recommend taking it into different parts of your uh, playing. You don't have to do it exclusively. You know, you could play um, a melodic line and then see if you can kind of work it in. Um, and just try to work it from from there, um, but a lot of popular tunes uh, use this. I think there's uh, "Brown Eyed Girl," which has some harmonic pairs. There's um, uh, "Lodi," I think, uh, "Credence," "Clearwater Revival." So those are some um, uh, rock type tunes that you might check out as well, just to, um, to get a sense for um, harmonic pairs. But find it in in jazz and uh, 
um, and kind of kind of everywhere here and there. So, um, all right, well, that's going to um, conclude our talk for today. Thanks for checking out this uh, live stream, and um, I will see you all uh, in the next one. Have a great uh, practice session.